Hello, and welcome to the family at World Harvest Outreach. Okay, good to see everybody. Love you guys and our family, right? Thank you, Holy Spirit, for already being here, being faithfully present. Whoa. I want to talk today about being sanctified. You guys know you're sanctified? Anybody tired of thinking about that? Like, I'm tired of being sanctified. Sometimes we don't act sanctified, right? But I want to look at that today. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for for helping us uh, to even think about what you've done for us, Lord, and how we can respond to that. So we're going to trust you with this. So I want to encourage us with how the Lord is sanctifying us completely. He who has begun a good work in you, in me, in us, will in fact complete it. Come hell or high water, he's going to do it. I got some verses here. I want to start with Hebrews 10. I like the way Reese handled our uh, our communion time, and uh, he talked about the new covenant. We're now in the new covenant. You know, we did. I think we taught on the covenants last year. And, you know, we can always revisit this stuff. You know, as I was reading some of this, I'm like, oh, gee, there's so much. I mean, it's deep. But, you know, there's something for the surface. There's something. It's like swimming. It's like going to the ocean. You know, there's like water on top, and then there's water down and deeper and deeper. And that's the way we find the Lord is, you know, he's, he gives us, he meets us right where we are. But then he says, come out a little deeper. You know, come a little deeper. Sometimes we want to, we're like, oh, yeah. And other times we're like, I don't want to go deeper. I find myself, I'm, I'm in, you know, I'm over my head now. Why would I want to go any deeper, right? The Lord smiles. He's right there with us. So uh, I think we have, Karis, do we have these? You do. You're on it. Okay. So, and this is like, you know, it's, we might be jumping into the, the uh, there was a semicolon in verse 9, okay? But if I go back further, we're going to be here for a while. So we're going to jump right in here. By this, he's talking about the fact that the first covenant was taken away, so the second covenant is what is the oper- our operating system now. By this will, we have been sanctified. Look at this, past tense. We have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. It's a done deal. Notice that. Every priest stands daily. Now, he's going to review a little bit of the transition from the Old Covenant to the New Covenant. Every priest stands daily ministering and offering time after time the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. So that was what the old covenant, the old covenant wasn't working, but it was, it was like reminding us of our need 
for something to solve the problem. But he, who do you think that is? Amen, Jason. But he, having offered one sacrifice for sins for all time, I mean, could it be any clearer? But he, having offered one sacrifice for sins for all time, sat down at the right hand of God, waiting from that time onward until his enemies be made a footstool for his feet. We're going to come back to that. Look at this. He's kind of repeating himself here. For by one offering, he has perfected for all time those who are sanctified. I mean, and the Holy Spirit also testifies to us for after saying, this is a covenant that I will make with them. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my laws upon their heart and on their minds will I write them. He then says, and their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. That's crazy good, I think, really, right? It's almost so good that we have trouble, like, really believing it sometimes, right? Or we believe it and we forget it, right? And then we start beating ourselves up. And then we start condemning ourselves. Maybe I'm the only one that does that. You, okay, there's two of us that do that, okay. Thanks for being honest, Jason. I can identify with that, right? But the scripture says that it's a done deal. He's not remembering our sins, he's, our transgressions. He's not holding that against us. Now, somebody, now that's to us who are being sanctified, us who are sanctified, right? Now, the question might come up, well, how do we know we're sanctified? That's a legit question, I think, isn't it? Okay, so let me ask you this. Do you want to be sanctified? I would say if you want to be sanctified, you're sanctified. Actually, I think we're all sanctified, but then it's our opportunity to agree with that or not. It's kind of the way I would do it, okay? Jesus said, whosoever will, let him come to me, right? That does not sound exclusive, <laughs> but the choice is ours. Will we come or not? And I think, so I've, we come, you, you're like, I want to come to Jesus. You know what? Then, then you're on that road to start realizing that you're sanctified. I think, yeah, really, seriously, I think we're all sanctified by the blood of Jesus, because his blood covers all sin. But then, again, the choice is ours. Am I going to agree with that? Am I going to believe that? Am I going to participate with that? If we, if we take Scripture at its word, it's done. But I want to talk about us being sanctified, and I want to go, because I want to bring up this verse, and I don't have a ton of verses, but I'm going to refer to some different ones. This is Leviticus 27, uh, chapter 20. Leviticus, we're going back in the Old Testament. Okay. God, God giving, you know, he's laying down some law here. 
Oh my, you know, you read the Old Testament, Exodus, Leviticus. He's laying down some laws here. And he says, you shall consecrate yourselves. Now that word consecrate is, uh, it's the same word that's translated uh, sanctify at times. It's uh, uh, kadosh. It's the Hebrew word kadosh. And it's, it's translated uh, consecrate, sanctify, I think some dedicate. But here it says, you shall consecrate yourself. This is the Lord talking. You shall consecrate yourselves, therefore, and be holy, for I am the Lord your God. And you shall keep my statutes and practice them. I am the Lord who sanctifies you. Okay, so do you see this? You see the two here. You see, he's the Lord. The Lord sanctifies us, and then he tells us to sanctify ourselves. Are you with me? You see that? So it's like, okay, well, the Lord sanctified me. Now he wants me to sanctify myself. Well, he wants me to participate with that. He wants me to do something with the fact that I've already been sanctified, is the way I read that, right? They're like, oh, I'm sanctified. I can do whatever. You know, Paul said that. He said, you know, it, it, if you read in Romans where sin abounds, grace is much more abound. Paul's like, oh, well, I can do whatever the heck I want. No, that's not what that means. And so it's the same thing with like, oh, I'm sanctified. Oh, gee, okay, then what's it matter? My sins are covered. I can, no. He said, participate with that sanctification. I'm talking about being sanctified. Us like, not just saying we're sanctified, but being sanctified. You know, I looked up uh, sanctification in Wikipedia. That's kind of fun. I should have asked uh, Siri. I asked Siri yesterday, uh, what are male uh, ladybugs called? Jason, did you, I know you asked Siri stuff. Did you ever ask her that? No, I did. I said, what are male ladybugs called? And you know what she said? She said, they're called ladybugs. They're not gender specific. So I saw a ladybug, I was at work yesterday, I saw a little ladybug like just going across the counter there and I'm, Got me thinking, I'm like, male or female, you know? Couldn't tell by the, anyway. But so I, so I, so I asked Wikipedia what, uh, that was a tangent, Nick. I asked Wikipedia what, uh, about sanctification, and it said, uh, literally, to set apart for special use or purpose, to make holy or sac sacred, the state or process of being set apart, and that's what, you know, we hear set apart, that's what sanctified means made holy as a vessel full of the Holy Spirit of God. So, wow, you know. So I'm full of the Spirit, but am I participating with that? I've been given the Spirit of God, but what am I doing with that? We're sanctified by Jesus' blood, it says in Hebrews 13, 12. We're sanctified and justified by the Holy Spirit, Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians. Here in Leviticus, which we just looked at, we're sanctified by God the Father. So the whole Trinity is, is, in, is operative in us being sanctified, and now the ball is in our court. What are we going to do with it? We've been sanctified, guys. 
What are we doing with that? Well, sometimes we don't feel sanctified. Sometimes we don't act sanctified. I want to give us some encouragement on knowing we're sanctified and then getting excited about being sanctified, about doing sanctified things, about, and it sounds like, oh, yeah, yeah, this and this could be fun. It really would, because this is who we've been created to be. We've been created to express the Lord on planet Earth. You know, he doesn't just want to, like, walk with us. He wants to walk in us. Sanctify yourselves and be holy. Keep my statutes and do them. Do them. I am the Lord who sanctifies you. I got two points about being sanctified. God initiates it. And I want to tell you, God accomplishes it. Our job is to participate with it. Do you re did you re uh, recall in the Hebrews chapter? Can we go back to the Hebrews 10, Karis? on uh, verse, let me see where it is here. Verse 12, verse 12 and 13. This is back in Hebrews, okay, he sanctified us. He said, uh, can you back up a verse? Every priest stands daily ministering and offering time after time the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. But he, having offered one sacrifice for sins for all time, now look at this, this got my attention here, sat down at the right hand of God, waiting from that time onward until his enemies be made a footstool for his feet. Guys, this is our opportunity. This is what I'm excited about. Seriously, right? Like, if you can picture this. God the Father says, to, you know, Jesus goes to the cross, sheds his blood, pays for our sins, sanctifies us. And, and the Father says, sit down here at my right side, sit here at my side, until, waiting until your enemies be made a footstool under your feet. And I'm thinking, now wait a minute, okay, Jesus already did this. He already said it's finished, right? He already sanctified us. But see, this is where we are. This is why I'm excited about this, because we get to participate by agreeing with the fact that we're sanctified and, and starting to go with that sanctified flow we get to participate with the, 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 the bringing the enemies under Jesus' feet. Paul, does that make any sense? How do we participate? What do you think? We let him do the work, but he's going to do the work in and through us, right? So that's where we participate, right? Like here comes a thought. 
And you know, if, if you stop to think about it, you might say, you know, that's not from the Lord. But sometimes we don't stop to think about it. Sometimes we just entertain that thought. It's like the thought, like you really screwed up there, buddy. You know why? Because you always screw up. Well, you know what? That's not from the Lord, is it, Paul? Yeah, you rest in his grace. I love that, right? Yeah. But see, sometimes we don't rest in his grace, right? Sometimes we get, oh, man, and we start to, we start to get an attitude towards ourselves or towards somebody else, right? It happens. Or we start to worry about something. Like, God forgot about this. God's not, God's not, where's God in this? I'm not seeing God in this. Yes. And it happens. It happens. It happens. Amen. Amen. Right. All things work together for good. Yes, Austin. There you go. Blessing in every mistake. We can learn from that. Thank you. Jason. Yeah. I did hear that, Jason, and that was true. And you and I had talked about that. Yeah, it's how we look at things. But see, I'm always not looking at things like I'm sanctified, and it's, this is an opportunity for me to, to participate or to line up with or agree. Like, like, but he said, sanctify yourself. I got to do, I got something. I got to get some skin in the game here. I got something to do. I got to bring every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. It's like, oh, man, this is work. Sometimes we don't feel like it. But you know what? The Lord is faithful, right? He's faithful. What he started, he's going to complete. So, you know, he, he sanctified us with his blood, and he's, it says we're sanctified by his spirit. So now, and Jesus said, you're my body. So now he, we have his spirit, the spirit of truth, which is actually helping us to line up with the fact that we're already sanctified and then participate with that in the, the making some changes. Like, I've got to do some changes. You know, I mean, you know, from the day, first day I said yes to Jesus, well, I don't know if I want to go back that far, okay? But at some point in time, you know, I started to think, you know what? I ought to just take that bottle of gin under the sink and just pour it out. Because I knew that it had some control over me. Okay? And I was, you know, I, you know, I still worked and everything, but I'd, oh, well, there's nothing wrong with having a little drink once in a while. Well, you know, sometimes I'd have a little more than a little drink once in a while. And I was using it as a crutch. This is just one personal example, okay? Well, that didn't happen the first day I raised my hand to Jesus. That happened a little down the line, you know? 
Well, I look back at that, I'm thinking, oh man, I did do some growing since then, you know. I had to reevaluate some relationships, you know. You know, at work I had to I had to apologize. You know, I still have to apologize to my wife, and I want to apologize to my wife, okay? But you know, we learn little by little. And you know, the Lord is not in a big hurry. Love is patient. Because he says, guys, we're gonna get this right. You know, the father said to the son, wait, you wait here, right at my, you know, chill right here with me until every enemy, every, every influence that is not of me is going to be, is going to be made a footstool. I want to, I want to, I'm excited about that now because it makes me want to, it makes me want to be looking for like, okay, I mean, I don't want to get, uh, I don't want to go overboard on this. I don't want to bite off more than I can chew. But you know what? He's faithful. Even when we do, like Austin said, we can learn something in that. Right, Paul? Yeah. We can learn something in this. Yeah. Not that big. Amen. See, I'm not even focusing on the devil right now. You know what I'm focusing on? I'm focusing on the evil influences. I'm focusing on the lie that has, the lies that have been released. You know, I mean, you, you take the devil out of the picture and there's still just a flood of lies operating out there. They, did God really say that you're sanctified? Did he really say that you're sanctified, that you're holy? Did he really say that? Look at yourself. Look at the way you're acting. Look at the way you're carrying on. Look at what you just said. Look at what you just looked at on your phone. Do you really think you're holy? Did God really say you're holy? Yes, he really said I'm holy. Now, it's my opportunity to believe that. And a lot, a lot of what the, uh, 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 the, the sanctifying myself, sanctifying ourselves, is to get these lies and to quit condemning ourselves, it says in, in the scripture, there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Why are we condemning one another? Why am I condemning myself? There's no condemnation in Christ. That's something that we have to individually and collectively bring under submission to Christ, right? And you know what? We can do it. Let's look at... Uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, 22, 23 and 24. Now, everybody say now. 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 May the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely, and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. I love the next verse. This is, I love this verse. Faithful is he who calls you, and he will also bring it to pass. You know how he's going to bring it to pass? It's going to be him doing it. It's his spirit in us. He didn't just like say, okay, you're sanctified. Now go ahead. You're on your own there and act like it. You better shape up, buddy. He didn't say that. He said, I'm going to live in you, and I'm going to help you yield your members as members of righteousness. And the world's going to know 
that I'm for real and that I'm, in, I'm inclusive. Is this making sense to anybody? I'll ask Barry. Barry, is this making any sense to you? Okay. I trust you, brother. Thank you. May the very God of peace sanctify you entirely. Now, you know, he said, sanctify yourselves. And now Paul is saying, may the very God of peace sanctify you entirely. I'm kind of repeating myself, but you see, it's, it's God the Spirit working in us to help bring us in line. Like pointing things out. Sometimes he just points something out, right, Mary? Sometimes he just points a finger. Sometimes he just reminds you of something. Sometimes he just shows you something. And you're like, oh. And you know, for me, I'm kind of thick-headed. Kind of stubborn. And I need to be shown that multiple times. And he's very kind in how he does it. And, but he can turn the heat up a little bit if he wants. But it's in love. Guys, he's helping us sanctify ourselves. He's helping us be sanctified, not just talk about it. You know, it says faith without works is dead. I could go around, hey, I'm sanctified, I'm sanctified. But I don't put, I don't put, any, I don't put any fruit, I don't let any fruit come out. And, you know, sometimes that's how sanctification gets a bad rap. Because, you know, how about like, he thinks he's so sanctified. Well, you know, see, it's, it, you know, it gets, because you know why? It, it's been misrepresented. So I want to, I want to, I want to point out a few, uh, oh, what can I say? What can I call them here? Indicators of being on the right track about being sanctified. A couple things that can help us here. Okay, the first one. Uh, let me see where I am. I'm going to get. The first one is actually in the first use of sanctification in the Old Testament. The first time the word kadosh was used, it was used whenever. Does anybody have an idea when it was used? God used it. He used it in creation. He said, sanctify the seventh day, and I'm going to rest from all my work. Now, when I read that this recently, I saw an association with sanctification and rest. I saw an association there. Not only the first mention, but to me, I kind of pay attention to associations. Like, oh, he used that right. He used sanctified in in resting. And so, I find in my own life, when I can start to get on board with the fact that I'm sanctified, there is a peace. There is a rest. You know, Jesus said, "Take my yoke. It's easy." Why do we make it so hard? Take my yoke, it's easy. My burden is light. He said, come unto me. I'm meek and lowly. You're going to find rest to your souls. There's, a, there, there, there's, some, there's something in this 
where I can just say, you know, I gave it to the Lord, but still my shorts are in a bunch. I'm worrying all about it. I have not given it to the Lord. I have, I have fooled myself. Did you ever do that? Oh, I gave it to the Lord. I gave it to the Lord a hundred times, but I'm still worrying about it. Well, why don't you just give it to the Lord and leave it with the Lord? Jesus says, take my yoke. It's easy. Paul. Well, there's some of that. There's some of that. I mean, there, hey, there could be all kinds of things. You know. Yeah. But, but, you know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with work, but whenever we think it's all on us. Faithful is he who called you who also will do it. Okay, so like just, I want to pay attention. There's a little, little indicator out there, throw it out there. You know, get your, you know, be valuing rest. And it can be different. It can be different. It, you know, I honor the Jewish culture that, that, that actually carves out that day, the Sabbath day. There's a lot in that. There really is. But, you know, for me right now, that's not my, that's not, that's not on my agenda. It doesn't mean I don't value it and I don't honor it, and it doesn't mean I'm going to disparage somebody that does, because I'm certainly not. But I'm, I'm even talking about resting while you're on the go. I'm talking about bringing my mind and my spirit and my soul into a place of, like, I'm trusting the Lord with this. I really am trusting the Lord with this. Okay? And I, I think that that is, I, I really think that is bringing something, bringing an enemy down to the level of footstool. When I can just say, you know what? God's got this. And I'm not going to worry about it with his help. Another indicator is honor and humility. The first time the word rest is, I mean, the first time the word uh, sanctify is used in the New Testament, guess who used it? Jesus. Yeah. And he said, he used it when he, when he, uh, he was asked, you know, teach us how to pray. And he said, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed. It's the same, uh, it's huggy, Hagiadzo, it's, it's the Greek word for sanctify. So there's a sense of, you know, here's Jesus, and he's honoring the Father, and we see a humility there. You know, he prayed, not my will, but your will be done, right? There's a humility. And so that's, this is what... Uh, you know, if somebody thinks, oh, you know, I'm sanctified, that's not very humble. But if I say I'm sanctified, and there's a, it, it, it's, it's, it's kind of a fine line, but it's being aware that the Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, has sanctified me and has sanctified you. And so I... It, 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 it brings, to me, it, it brings up a, a sense of humility. And it's like, whoa. You know, when, Jesus, when uh, God told Moses, hey, take your shoes off, you're on holy ground. 
I was thinking about that. So it could have been, you're standing before God, bud. This is holy ground. Or it could have been, you're Moses and you don't know the power of God in you. Because you're standing here, you make it holy ground. Or it could have been, it's all holy ground because I made it that way. And I'm God. And you guys just need to get, get your eyes open and realize and walk this earth humbly with respect and honor and value the life that I've been given you and, the, and, and creation. And I'm thinking, wonder which one it is. You know what? I think it's a little bit of all of them, or maybe a lot of all of them. I really do. Okay, so you guys, we're ready for this, okay? We're going to go to my last verse. This is actually the one I'm most excited about. I saved the best to last. I hope somebody else gets excited about it, too. Caleb, maybe you'll get excited about it. You can hoot and holler if you want. Okay. As long as it's sincere. It's my favorite one. Listen, I liked it all, but, you know, this one here really turned me on. Five verses out of Joshua. I actually feel the... I actually feel, you know, sometimes I do this. When I'm, when I'm reading, like, the Psalms, especially with David, I feel David's spirit. You know, we're surrounded with a cloud of witnesses. You think they all got their mouths zipped? Uh-uh. I, th I think, I think, I think, they, I think they, there's, they, 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 they're invested in this. They're like, so when I read some of the Psalms, I'm like, I just reminded myself, you know, that passage in Hebrew where it said, until I make uh, your, wait here, the father said to the son, until I make your enemies your footstool. Okay, that comes right from a Messianic psalm in Psalm 110. That was David. That was David. And now, so when I read uh, Joshua, a lot of times I feel the spirit of Joshua. Like, take that land. Go ahead and go in there. Take it. Okay, so let's look at these, uh, I think, five verses from uh, Joshua chapter 3. Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and he and all the sons of Israel set out from, what, is it Shittim? Oh, that sounds so proper. Or is it Shittim? <laughs> Your guess, whatever you want to say, you know. <laughs> I ate a bunch of peanuts last night. My stomach's upset. I wonder what I should do. Then Joshua arose early in the morning. He and all the sons of Israel set out from Shittim and came to the Jordan. That's a river, people. And they lodged there before they crossed. At the end of three days, the officers went through the midst of the camp. 
And they commanded the people, saying, When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God with the Levitical priests carrying it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. However, there shall be between you and it, you and it a distance of about 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it, that you may know the way by which you shall go, for you have not passed this way before. Remember that. You have not passed this way before. Then Joshua said to the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Notice it says, Consecrate yourselves. That's Kadash. Same word as sanctify yourself. So here's Joshua tell, telling you, telling the people to sanctify themselves. So let me back up a little bit here. First of all, you remember that only the Levites were to carry the ark. Okay, and there was even a guy that, uh, Uzzah or whatever his name was, Barry, you know his name? He touched the ark and got zapped. That guy, you know what I mean? So it's like, so Joshua's like, look, we're going to do respect here. Okay, but, but you're going you're gonna to follow the ark, but you're not going to get close to it. We don't want anybody getting zapped in this operation. Okay? Now, bear in mind, the ark of God signified the presence of God. Okay? Let me just say this. Okay? Jesus is the ark of God now. And we're the body of Christ. So we are now the ark of God, I think. We carry the presence. Does anybody in the room feel they carry the presence of God? Maybe not all the time, anytime. My opinion is we are now the ark of God, okay? So they were told to keep an eye on it because you have, so you'll know which way to go because we have not passed this way before. Guys, can I tell you, we're on the verge of moving into tomorrow. None of us have been there yet. But we keep our eyes on the ark. Well, wait a minute. I've, I am the ark. The church, the body of Christ is the ark. I want to keep my focus. I want to keep my eyes on the Lord. I haven't, we haven't passed this way before, but we're going to, he's going to show us the way to go. Jesus is the way. And then he says this, consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Guys, I'm telling you, if I could do anything in this message, I want to encourage you to practice and develop and encourage yourself in sanctifying yourself because the Lord surely wants to do wonders among us tomorrow. And get this, if we put that, if we start to develop this practice 
of, of actually being on board with the sanctification process and saying, I want to sanctify, I want to, I'm real, I want to clean up my act. I, I'm serious about this. I want to clean up my act. There's some things I got to stop doing and there's some things I got to start doing. And I want to get serious about being who God created me to be. And I want to, I want to help others get serious. That we, we're, we're the body of Christ. We carry the presence. Come on, this is a worthwhile adventure. And he said, if you sanctify yourself today, I'm going to do wonders among you tomorrow. Well, if we're, if we're always sanctifying ourselves today, he's always going to be doing wonders among us tomorrow. So do you want to see wonders? How many, how many of you want to see God do some wonders? Come on, then sanctify yourself today. You're going to see him tomorrow. Well, it might not be the kind of one. Well, come on, let God decide, huh? He makes the best choices. Everybody stand. Thank you, Jason. I humble, I humble myself in the, in, the, in, in, in the Lord. Father, thank you. Holy Spirit, thank you. Lord Jesus, really, thank you. Thank you. You gave your blood. You gave your body that we might be sanctified, that the sins won't be remembered against us. You're not thinking about that. And you are faithful. You are faithful. Who have, you who have called us are faithful to do it. You're doing it by your spirit. Lord, I just speak blessing over everybody here, people listening online, wherever, even our family member, loved ones that can't be here. I just speak the blessing of the name of Jesus over each one. And Lord, by faith, I call forth that zeal of the Lord in each one of us, that we would see ourselves and one another as you see us. If we disagree with that person in front of us, we are sure they're going to vote a, a, a different way than we do, that we would still consider the probability that they're sanctified by the blood of Jesus, and I'm going to honor them. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to change my attitude. And thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're helping us. We, want, we love you, Jesus, and we, we want to honor you. So we pray this in faith, Lord, in your name. Amen. Amen. Go and be sanctified, guys. World Harvest Outreach is located in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, but we have family around the world. To connect with us, Visit us at whocenterpa.com.